Boom. We're live. Gentlemen, welcome. How are you all? Good. Good, thanks. Got a so, good job. So uh, <laughs> it's great to be talking to you guys. Batters, we've obviously spoken before, um, and uh, RD and SelfBank, you know, just on Twitter. But um, I'm a huge fan of what you guys do. Um, I'm really interested in the story of how and why you came together. And I know you're working on some really cool projects right now. So uh, rather than me, uh, you know, introduce what you guys are doing, do one of you kind of want to, uh, you know, take the lead and just tell everybody who, what 21ism is and, you know, what you guys are up to right now or, or the genesis behind 21ism rather? Sure. Um, shall I go ahead? Yeah, go, go on, Mattis. Yeah. Um, you guys pitch in. Uh, shot of me course. up whenever you like. <clears throat> so, um, well, basically, it, it came from just um, kind of all of us contributing to Twitter with various bits and bobs. And we ended up in the Telegram group together. And uh, sort of based on that, got chatting more and more. Uh, Selfbank and I, we swapped a creative saliva on, uh, on, <laughs> on a little um, video mashup that I did. Mm. And and that's just sort of sowed the seed for 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 many more things, I'd say. Um, so yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I guess we were drawn together by our kind of creativity in some way because we all are not massively kind of technical, but we've got a lot of energy that we want to put somewhere, and we were looking for a um a kind of outlet for that. And we just seemed to be kind of drawn together through the groups that we were in and through the content that we shared. Um, and, uh, yeah, the rest is history. Well, hopefully it will be, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, prior to that, I think each of you, uh, were putting out different kinds and forms, uh, and frequencies of memes, right? Bitcoin memes to try to, uh, communicate different aspects of Bitcoin. And I guess, you know, this, this phenomenon of, of voluntarily taking time to contribute that, you know, this podcast and a lot of other people, people that meme, people that, you know, core contributors even that do this is, is such a unique attribute of Bitcoin. Um, and I, like, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of each of your stories, but, you know, for the context of this discussion, I think it'd be interesting just to get some insight into like what led you all to be here. Can, uh, RD, why don't we start with you? Yeah. Well, I sort of, ended up on the the bitcoin path just because of uh sort of in trying to find out more about economics and money um and yeah when i found out about how money worked i suddenly came across bitcoin and uh that really sort of changed my world really changed my life um and just just fills all my brain space really um and i'm not good i'm like these guys these two are really good like elegant speakers and i'm i'm not good with words and i'm not good with tweets but that's total bullshit yeah i can meme i can meme i can definitely meme um and that's how i get it out but um yeah it's just just listening to loads of content podcasts like yours and um 
you know audio books and things and it's it just it just comes out my brain in the form of memes really and that's uh, that's how i'm here really and, and when was when did this journey start for you the kind of figuring out money coming across bitcoin yeah so i had heard about bitcoin sort of from max kaiser probably 14 15 when he first started talking about it didn't really get too interested in it then um and then it wasn't really until 2017 and i listened to dominic frisbee's uh, book on bitcoin bitcoin the future of money um which isn't that well known because it was i don't think it was released in the u.s um literally the first 10 minutes of that book i was like it, the penny dropped and i was just like that's it it's bitcoin that's this is the answer um and i literally just went and bought my first little bit of bitcoin started learning listened to the rest of the book didn't change my mind and then just went straight down the rabbit hole and haven't looked back so yeah that's that's how it started for me amazing self bank what about you um i've been kind of drawn to it for a lot of reasons but it was in 2014 that uh just because of a curiosity about the silk road that i looked into it ended up getting some bitcoin not buying the drugs um just kind of keeping the bitcoin and uh yeah just kind of mainlining on andreas antonopoulos uh kind of podcasts and youtube content for a bit really um but you know it it, it takes a while to turn bitcoin only and to and to work it all out and for the penny to drop and i guess that didn't really happen uh until 2017 sort of 2018 um i actually kind of sold quite a bit of bitcoin in 20 in in 2017 and started a kind of restaurant um which was a kind of cultural hub and so we we and so we were kind of showcasing artists we were trying to tie into local history. We were getting musicians to play every week, doing a lot of kind of social media to begin to kind of promote this. And that's been quite a success, but the restaurant business is not a way to make a lot of money anymore. Um, I have seen that. So I'm, I'm passing the business on to the manager and the head chef. And uh, I'm, I'm sort of dedicated to this as my sole extracurricular activity now. Um, but it, 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 I think, and so those experiences... Uh, have primed me for this kind of 21ism thing, which is about trying to spot the talent and trying to bring the talent kind of together and to present it and to showcase it and to promote it. And, and that's what this 21ism thing is really all about. And had you been involved in any sort of creative pursuits uh, prior to the restaurant endeavor? Um, I went down the kind of medical route uh, just before university. So I sort of ditched any proclivity to art that I had before that. I made the sensible kind of professional choice to do some science and maths and English at A-level. And I sort of didn't really follow the, the music and the art world, even though I was drawn to it and, you know, I felt I had a bit of some talent for it. Um, so I just kind of put it on the back burner, you know, um, needed to earn money, be a professional, all that shit. Uh, and and did the you know i think we all 
I think a lot of people's experiences, you just end up contributing to Bitcoin almost without noticing it at first. Like, you know, maybe you're on Twitter and maybe you start mixing it up there and maybe you start just putting out statements and seeing people resonate. And then it's, you just kind of coalesces into something like, oh, I like doing this. This is an expression mm -hmm. of something that's true in me. And, you know, people seem to like it. It's some kind of a contribution. When you first started <clears throat> doing what you now do, you know, on Twitter through the, through the self-banked account and putting out memes and stuff, like, was it intentional? Were you like, I want to contribute in this way? Or were you just kind of, you know, fucking around and, and decide like throwing stuff out there and seeing if it stuck, you know, seeing if no, I mean, I'd been doing a lot of kind of social media kind of promotion for the restaurant. Um, so, uh, I had some experience of that. And then one day after just sort of going down a rabbit hole even more, I just sort of said to myself from now on, I'm going to do one meme a day about Bitcoin. Um, and then I started the, the pseudonymous account and I've just been doing a, probably a fuckload than one more than one kind of meme a day. Um, <laughs> it just grows and, and you meet all these amazing people, you know, I mean, and so bad as yeah. an RT and yourself, it, it, there's just such a great network and it's really inspiring. Um, yeah. And it lifts you up and um, it's, it's a, it's, it's a train. Yeah. And it just snowballs, you know, yeah. one, one day you're sending out memes on Twitter and the next day you're starting a Bitcoin art collective and who the hell knows what, <laughs> what lies ahead. Uh, Batters, what about you? Well, I suppose I've um, led a, um, a life of curiosity and, and kind of ideas. I've always been stubborn enough to just follow, let ideas sort of lead the way, basically. And so I've, I spent many years just kind of gathering keys onto my key bundle, whether they were thoughts or ideas or experiences, skills. And um, just so that I, when I walk through the sort of proverbial corridor of life, that when I come across doors, I can open them up and, and, and explore what's behind that. And I suppose that there were a few things that led to finding Bitcoin. One of them was a sort of, um, frustration with the state status quo and uh, lack of belief in the state, uh, all of these sort of things, uh, but also a, a desire to make money. I mean, you know, number go up technology was, was, was definitely what, what enticed me at first. Um, and then, yeah, just as I do with most things, um, I just went in both feet um and before i knew it i was waist deep in bitcoin and <laughs> but but as you know already john i'm 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 a retrograder in many ways you know i've, I've made, been making decisions to get away from sort of like modern life in many in many ways so it wasn't actually until 2019 that i decided that i and i've been a couple a few years in, in bitcoin at that point um, then I decided that I'd go on Twitter and um, I just, yeah, Bitcoin Twitter has just been a, an absolute revelation since. Hmm. And the more I interacted with people, the more I sort of managed to feed on other people's brains, you know, contemporaries, the more it became obvious to me that it's incumbent on us to show and lead the way, you know, no more lurking around on Twitter. Um, if we want this to succeed, I mean, 
you could argue that Bitcoin does what it does, but it does it because of a network and we are part of that network. So to me, belief isn't like buying some Bitcoin. That isn't belief. Belief to me is staking my life on it. And that doesn't mean that everything I own is in Bitcoin, but it means that everything that I do now, even being a, a, a full-time dad with, with my wife, has a, a direct tie into Bitcoin. <laughs> and what I do, my, my time with my family is so incredibly valuable that it's only Bitcoin that gets a look in otherwise. <laughs> um, because it has to be damn good to, to, for me to not spend time with, with, with them. So, yeah, man, this is how I see we can change the world. And, um, and that's why we all want to contribute to the space. You, you were talking earlier about how, how incredible it is, how many people are making their time and skills available for, for, for nothing but the, the cause. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's no different in my case. That's, that's, that's what I want to do. And it's because Bitcoin is hope, you know, as I, I think it's uh, i think it's in my my, my sort of um pinned tweet now it's for me it's hope for my sister who's got a brain injury from a car accident that i can help her out uh, you know when when she's going to need it it's for it's for a better life and a better world for my son and and um and for my entire family i call my 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 one hardware wallet is my family fund um, and bitcoin is hope and and if you're not batting for hope then then what the fuck are you doing Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> very well said and you know i know this is kind of off topic but as soon as you said it you know i'm envisioned i know you're you're set up you're kind of off grid and you know and it's a beautiful environment and i and i love the sentiment that you know uh the the, the highest use of your time is time with family in that environment and then mm -hmm. if anything's going to detract from it it better be damn good fucking reason to do so and as you say, Bitcoin is is definitely a damn good reason in in, mm. in 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 its proper place. But does does the knowledge of Bitcoin? And I think I know the answer, but I just I don't know why this is popping up. But does the knowledge of Bitcoin and that you know that it exists and that you're leveraging it for certain reasons does that enrich you know your experience and time spent uh, with family or for anyone else with loved ones in in any way? And and the way I'm thinking is like the kind of the, the, as you say, the hope, but also the confidence um, in the future that it bestows, does that make the family dynamic, the loved one dynamic richer because you're more able to focus, like really focus on it rather than all the kind of torrent of other thoughts that, that may otherwise be going through your mind if uh, something that bestows a certainty of Bitcoin wasn't there? Do you know what I'm trying to say? I 100% I, I, I know what you're saying. Um, I think it's it's a bit of both. If I'm if I'm completely honest, mm -hmm. um, it takes away focus occasionally from family because there's just so much yeah. to learn. Yeah. There's so much I need to feed my brain. There's so much I want to do, particularly now that we're starting up twenty oneism. Um, you know, it, 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 so so in that sense, in a very practical sense, there are times where. Um, where where it plays out like that but yes generally i'd say it gives me uh, um a sort of existential kind of chill 
that right. are that particularly in this in with this sort of macro backdrop that we have now that I that I most certainly wouldn't have uh, otherwise, and that does free up a lot of things. So, for example, in terms of creativity, let's say, um, it it gives a a, a mental calm to kind of foster other thoughts and ideas away from the state, you know, from what's happening in politically, socially, culturally, whatever. Um, um, but at the same time, there are no certainties right now. And, you know, hmm. you can't sit and can chill about this because mm -hmm. we have to make it happen because mm -hmm. it might not happen. We yeah. have a role that we can play to facilitate it. Mm -hmm. So I think it does give you a structure but it, it, you know, there's no sense of complacency about it. I mean, I think, I think it's quite scary what the potential for the future could be. I think mm. we can possibly influence that as the decentralized kind of marketing team for Bitcoin. Um, so we're just trying to play our role. But uh, yeah, it's it's a hard it's hard to get the balance, isn't it? I mean, it, it really is right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, the, the the fact is is work in general whatever it is is always going to take you away from your family or, or your loved ones so i guess it's just you know a massive upgrade that that work is something that you derive so much meaning from and that you enjoy engaging in and you believe in and and that that, that can has the potential to deliver to you so much benefit right so because mm. sacrifices will always have to be made but the fact that you can make one that seems so worthy is you know a real gift to i'm sure many of us mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Although it's not every sacrifice that is um, that is equal. I mean, I I go commando most of the time just so I don't have to spend uh, too much money on boxer shorts. <laughs> well, Calvin Klein's are expensive, man. You can get a lot of sats for that. And it was it was Pierre that tweeted out something yesterday about exactly about that, and my my wife was like, "Is Pierre you? What's going on?" <laughs> I do cut my own hair, yes. And none of us are sitting right now, I'm sure. Yeah. It's just the illusion of sitting. <laughs> have no chairs in the house anymore. No. Nope. <laughs> All gone out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? I had something, something more about that. But um, wh why don't we talk a bit about, because I'm, I'm interested in, we, we've talked a little bit about why we're so naturally motivated. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So just on your point, uh, self-bank, I think this is something... You know, I spoke with uh, Jeremy Rubin, who's a core developer yesterday, and uh, mm. that's going to be, I, that was a real interesting conversation. And I, I, uh, I, th I think people are going to be interested in this, you know, find it interesting when it comes out. But uh, one of the things we touched on in that conversation is that the, the social element of this sometimes gets forgotten by some. And, mm. uh, you know, to your point is, like, you don't want to assume that you're, you don't want to have the self aggrandizing sentiment that like, well, you're important to Bitcoin. Bitcoin's going to be Bitcoin no matter what. I, I completely but, agree. Yeah. But, but the fact is that there is still a fair, I mean, there's still a big component of Bitcoin that is socially determined and socially upheld. And that does mean that each one of our actions, each one of our voices, the, the manner in which we engage in this thing is relevant. And so I think, you know, yeah. to your point yeah. about like, you know, we, there is a part to be played here rather than just kind of, you know, sit on your hands and wait. I, I think that's valid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, I think you get a lot of kind of satisfaction out of your involvement with it. 
I mean, totally. And so because of the social network that you become a part of and, and how rewarding that is spiritually and, uh, Oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many people have you guys, I know you're an on, so like your level <laughs> of connection is like only a certain, you know, certain depth perhaps, but like how many people have you connected with on Twitter that one you otherwise wouldn't have connected with, but two, sure. you just, you're just like, man yeah. these people are good fucking people like you yeah. know their hearts <laughs> in the right sound. place their heads in the right place like <laughs> yeah. i know if i met them at a pub or something like we would fucking hit it off like nothing you know like mm -hmm. we'd be best friends in a minute and mm -hmm. uh it's amazing that, that's that, fun like, all it's these fun. people yeah of course it's fun and all these people are waking up to have these similar realizations uh all across the globe at the same time it's it's weird <laughs> and great. well it's a consensus mechanism of its own isn't it really right. um, yeah but I can't wait for the meetup, like the IRL sort of meetup, like the Honey Badger <laughs> yeah. event. That kind of uh, what's that one? The um, the kind of Baltic, uh, Baltic Honey Badger. Honey Badger. Yeah. I need to be there. I need to drink beer with you guys. <laughs> 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 That's what we fucking need right now. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. Happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was considering going to Bitbox, but. Bit block boom this year, mm. but you know, with all the travel restrictions, it just wasn't worth it. Mm. But um, guys, so you you know, you came together over kind of a mutual uh, impulse almost to express something, you know, toward this thing that we're all dancing around Bitcoin. And, mm. and like, what was the what are, what are the ambitions? Maybe that's the wrong word, but what are the kind of the visions around? 21ism it's a bitcoin art collective like what do you see this becoming because i know over the last few months you've been putting out you know some cool videos and some other memes like what what what's the general vision behind this are you trying to gather more to the cause like what, what's up well the the way that i see it um is that we all have our own voice we all have our own way of contributing um so i wrote to these guys a week or two ago Bitcoin communicates knowledge and truth to the entire world and it speaks many languages and art is just one of those languages that it's speaking through and to me it's it's a it's a it's a Trojan horse you know uh, mm -hmm. of beauty let's say um, that that can implant the knowledge into people that might not be heavily into the economic side of things or do you know what I mean? It's 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 a Trojan horse in its own right, and so I think all we all agreed on that. I mean, whether we had defined it like that in our own minds before we came together, but I think that's how we saw ourselves being able to contribute to the space and to sort of uh, perpetuate this virus. Um, it's we've had the ideas have been sort of merging in a malleable sort of way while we've been doing this but it has ended up that 21ism is a celebration of the bitcoin the creativity that's happening within the bitcoin community yeah. so every 21 days um we will be doing a turn on our creative carousel um, and feature an artist, a designer, a writer, a meme artist, a developer, and a video maker. Musician as well. And 
and and a, yeah, and a band or, or or a musician, um, and then show off their work, have their work for sale. Hundred percent of all sales go directly to the artist. Hundred percent of donations go straight to the developer. There's there's it's not a money play for us in any sort of way. Um, and then after twenty one days, we feature another set and. Uh, it includes, as I said, all their work, but also interviews with them. You having done one for this um, sort of um, genesis block of our own, John. Um, and just really trying to shout about and show off all the incredible talent there is in this space. Um, yeah, yeah. Would you agree, Soph? Soph yeah, I think we, we also want to tell the stories of the artists as well. We want to try and get behind them and, and, and present where they're coming from. Um, I think that's really important. Um, and I think our, I mean, I think what's happening or what could happen with Bitcoin is gonna be a potentially a massive change to society and all changes of that kind of scale demand a cultural revolution. And so we're trying to present that creative cultural vanguard and that sort of energy that we've seen and that we see, um, and 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 it's it, it's it's really fucking talented, man. I mean, yeah. there's just so many smart, talented people putting great content out. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I love how you said that. I mean, it gives me goosebumps to hear it because it's something that I often think about. I mean, yes, we often focus on the financial aspect of all this, the economic, you know, like what it's displacing, what that means for economic structure, political structure you know, individual wealth, whatever. Um, but I, I couldn't agree more. Like this is not just, or I, actually, I guess the best way to say it is that when you up, make an upgrade of this kind, when you upgrade the mm -hmm. money, because of how pervasive uh, and uh, yeah, how pervasive money is, it's impossible that it doesn't affect uh, almost everything, especially when the upgrade is so profound, you know, for example, for sure. to something like fiat money or from fiat money yeah. to Bitcoin. And um, I'm so excited. And I mean, like you said, this is kind of presenting the vanguard of like, what kind of creative expressions is this change birthing? Mm -hmm. what, what kind of creative expressions is it aspiring, inspiring? And it's a yeah. real interesting question to dig down and be like, why is it expiring these types of creative expression? Like what's behind Indeed. that? Is it something yeah. inherent about the properties of this new form of money or is mm. it something different? Is it, you know, um, yeah. and actually, yeah. I mean, if you have thoughts on that, I'd love to hear it. Um, I think that we don't know where it's going to lead. Um, so we're, I think we're all pretty open-minded and um, I think it's going to be exciting to see, where these creative people are taking it yeah. and what direction that they're going in. And we're just gonna be trying to follow the talent. But I, I, I think you're right. I think the expressions and the ideas and the symbols that they use will be the symbols of the revolution. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and another point I often stress is that like this is ultimately a behavioral revolution and culture is kind of like, I guess you don't want to say like mass aggregated behavior, but it's something like that. You know, it's, it's different ideas and memes that a lot of people seem to feel and desire mm. to express, you know, it's just mm. in the air, isn't it? Right. It's just, yeah. Right. Um, and that's why but it reflects, it, it reflects that way. Doesn't it? It doesn't reflect the other way around. It's the art that reflects on what is going on 
in the sort of um in the microcosms of you know that 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 is bitcoin mm. um and and so it's a really it's a really just a really interesting interesting indicator of everything that is happening uh, in people's minds yeah well yeah. that's why i loved your point in that art being a trojan horse because you know, like when i am you know out on a walk or a run or whatever and i'm thinking about bitcoin as i'm sure as we said before it occupies a lot of our our mind space but um you know i could do hundreds of hours of podcasting or whoever pick your favorite podcast or speaker whatever and there's just the realm of intellectual you know understanding and the realm of the potential impact of the properly constructed piece of art it's just they're mm -hmm. not in the same universe you know i'm all for like i love a good intellectual like digging my teeth into something like that but you can see a piece of art and you can get something like that you could be like mm -hmm. i see it you know and that's why i often like i just think and this is why i love what you guys are doing like i just think more like more 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 mm -hmm. like get mm -hmm. if you have a a spark inside of you about this stuff and there's like you know there's something that you want to express or get out, but you're not really sure. Just like fucking run it forward. Like if it, maybe it'll be shit at the beginning, but just keep running it forward and try to dig down and mine within yourself to feel, to, to like refine what you think that spark is, what it's about and what is it trying to express or manifest. And, uh, you know, again, kudos to you guys for creating or beginning to create a platform where not only are you kind of implicitly saying, yes, every, like, we're here. We're artists. We're here. We'll support you. We'll give you a platform. We'll highlight your work, et cetera. But I'll, I'll, obviously, and I didn't know this until just a second ago, but uh, helping them do so in a way that may even be, you know, financially uh, incentivizing to them, which they, which is great, you know. All kind of Bitcoin only, by the way. All through, um, all through BTC, all through BTC kind of pay server. So, nice. No fits. We completely <laughs> reject no, it. No slave. No slave notes here. Nice, nice. I usually get that spark that you're talking about 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 four a.m. in the morning. <laughs> when I should be asleep. <laughs> so yes. what do you do with it when it comes? You yeah, write it down, you, mean, you get up. Go with it. Yeah, just go with it. Right, right there. I have to go with it there and then because if I go back to sleep, it's gone in the morning. Yeah, yeah it's always the case. It. The, the number of insights I've had like running where I'm like, holy shit, I just blew my own goddamn mind. And then by the, by the time I get home, I'm like, what? I don't even remember. Yeah. No idea what I was thinking. I just have too many brilliant thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> you just need to get the note app out and write them all down as quickly as you possibly can. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, even that, the, like the kind of the bandwidth between or the, like, you know, the state mm. of, of thoughts in your mind and getting them to come through your arm into type or written form. It's like, it's, yeah. it's so sticky, you know, hopefully Elon is figuring out a way yeah. that we can just think oh, thoughts into uh, the exterior world at some point. <laughs> Watch out, breed love. We're coming for you. <laughs> come on, Elon, help us. Yeah. We'll all be breed love. So it's a little Elon uh, chip in our brain, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But will he be after our keys? Good question. Good question. <laughs> um, not sure I want that chip. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to be the first to sign up. I mean, <laughs> if you're, he was saying in the presentation, if your skull is 10 millimeters thick, it's going to take carve out eight millimeters and just drop it in. But like, doesn't that make your skull a lot more vulnerable to like hitting your head or, you know, anything like that? 
like you you there's an area where like you, you're missing a huge chunk of your skull was that for a reason in the demo and then, then I might consider it. <laughs> yeah i'll let other people go to mars and ship mm. themselves up and shit first and then when it's when it's super safe i might give it a whirl um anyways off topic but the uh the if you go to 21 is a website there's a, a really cool comic that's that's there um you know and it's interesting because it's someone's journey from like first mm. well actually being kind of in a shitty disordered state of life which i know from having had a lot of these conversations many people were coming from prior to bitcoin and i guess how could you not if you were looking out at the world with you know somewhat clear perspective you know there's a lot of a lot of reasons to be uh, a little bit disheartened uh and then it it kind of goes through but it jumps four years at a time um in this guy's journey what, what was the genesis of the comic is there going to be more tell me about it and so that came out of my head um about sort of six months ago um and i had the i had the good fortune of knowing a great manga artist who a friend of mine has worked with in the past so i just uh proposed to him in the pub that i give him some bitcoin and some cash and uh he write this comic for me um and i and so i did the storyboarding and the narrative and the concept and the production and the printing and he did all the art and it took about four or five months but uh yeah it's been really exciting that's the first thing like that i've ever done um we've been selling for bitcoin posting all over the world uh 200 kind of print run all sort of signed by the artist and myself have gone out um well there's a few more left but um, yeah, that's been great. And also I've been kind of giving it away for free under open source, uh, under kind of GPL as a kind of PDF for people to print locally and not just to print one copy, but if they want to print a hundred copies and they want to sell them or they want to give them away, then that's fucking great. Um, yeah, as you say, it's the story of one guy's life over 20 years in the course of hyper-Bitcoinization. Uh, what's happening to him on a personal, on a personal kind of level and then in his society and more globally. And, um, and it ends with uh, uh, an introduction for people about the facts, the Q&A of Bitcoin and an introduction into what it is and how to get involved and who to be looking at and who to be following and some resources, et cetera. Um, so yeah, it's been, it, it's been cool. It's been fun. And I guess that's our first kind of product. That's our first, that's our first kind of item for 21ism mm -hmm. and it's a thing of beauty yeah it really is it, it looks phenomenal Thank and you. the story is you know i wanted it to be longer because i'm super into this stuff and i want to know mm -hmm. all the like little you know changes in mentality along the way and you, you know you cover 20 years and i think you know yeah. less than 20 pages maybe or some, some something thereabouts right so it's, you cover a lot of ground quickly but it's a you know it looks great and i love the the idea behind it and the resources at the end are phenomenal so yeah mm. great job great job on that cool cool um sorry did someone want to go there? no i was just going to say i don't i don't know how you how you draw anything like that and particularly in four months i mean that blows my little noodle um yeah. do i'm obviously not asking you any of you to dox yourselves but do people in your quote-unquote normal life know that you're super into bitcoin and that you 
contribute in a creative way to it? Or is this kind of like an under wraps thing for you guys? Oddy? Yeah. Uh, everyone that knows me knows that I'm crazy <laughs> about Bitcoin. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, almost to the extent where some of them don't want to know me anymore. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. It, I Everyone that knows me knows that I'm just that I'm doing this and um yeah it's 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 I just find it fun and and uh yeah I can't stop talking about it really <laughs> so that's what it's like for me um but yeah that's 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 what it's like um batters yeah i mean i've tried i've tried to i've tried to quell it a little bit uh recently but Why? generally i'm very difficult to shut up um, about what? anything i'm passionate about um but, why have you tried um, to quell it well i mean um i'm starting to i don't know two there are two things about it uh first thing is that there are a fair few people that I've managed to onboard. In fact, quite a lot. I mean, my my dad he's he's got he's a deck he's a decker coiner now. You know, like he's fully in there. Purely number go up, but you know, still fully in there. My my in laws who are really really sort of uh, risk adverse. Otherwise, that they are more, you know that they're whole coiners, um, and and a lot of friends and family. Um, across the generations however the ones that I haven't been able to catch now after four years um, I think they're getting pretty tired of me always uh, leading every <laughs> conversational road back to Bitcoin particularly in this uh, kind of environment we're in now because mm. I refuse to be uh, I, I've wrote a little piece for for Citadel 21 on this you know I, I refuse to be sort of partisan in my thinking um, I've I've been down that that road. It leads to 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 no real um, intellectual um, or, or otherwise good. <clears throat> so I don't know. I, I hear a lot of people around me just thinking that Trump is the reason for everything we're seeing right now, and mm. they don't want to hear that. I think Trump is a is a jackass, but he is uh, nothing to do with any of this. Um, they can't fathom that the money is broken. You yeah. know, they can still buy shit at the shop. Um, how how is it possibly broken? The other reason I have sort of put a lid on it is that I'm living, as you as you know, very rurally, in a sort of historically quite poor area. Um, even now, with 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 sort of like affluent um, kind of expats and second homeowners. It's still a pretty poor area, and um, I don't want to be a target. Well, yeah, I suppose it, it boils down to that. You know, I, I can see the steps that could lead to a really, really messy kind of um, um, sort of turn, um, and um, I don't particularly. I've, I've, I've taking precautions, you know, whether that is a multi-geographical, multi-sig, or whether that is having a shotgun or having two dogs that <laughs> patrol the perimeter, you know. Um, 
And I don't want to sound like a prepper, but I think most Bitcoiners know what I'm on about. Totally. Um, I'm very safe being so isolated, but I'm also slightly more vulnerable than, than somebody else might be at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I am I not for thinking like this? I mean, you're, you're a public you're a public face, John. I mean, do you worry about your location being known, for example, because they know you, because people know your 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 image? And how do you, how do you think about this whole thing? I'm kind of of two minds. I mean, I of course I understand the anonymity piece, right? I mean, the less people know about you, the less attack surface there is. And uh, as with I'm sure most or all of us here, you know, the few the, the the transition, as we often call it. I mean, that it's hard for me to drum up circumstances where that doesn't look pretty bad, you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe we're able to circumvent that by going to places where it's not pretty bad or extricating ourselves or living in a rural life or like, maybe there are ways to mitigate that. But <clears throat> it seems like things, you know, the, the probability of things getting pretty darn bad, pretty much everywhere are, rel- are, high, en- are high enough to warrant consideration. On the other hand, you know, there's something about, you know, we talk about this revolution and uh, there's something about being anonymous about it to me that, um, what's the right words? Like, I kind of want to like, well, one the, part of this is I, I almost can't help it. Like I need to talk mm-hmm. about this shit, you know, and mm-hmm. there's not enough mm-hmm. people in my immediate environment to do so. So like, mm. I, I just, that's, that's why, that's why I started the podcast. Right. I need to mm-hmm. have these conversations. And, mm-hmm. but the other thing is like, how do we get more people? Like some people need to be talking about it. Some people like how did you, I mean, uh, self bank, you said and Andreas was, you know, key piece for you and like everyone yeah. has their different doorway in. And if everyone mm-hmm. was just being anonymous, then those doorways are, are open far less. And again, to the point about like, it's important that people do kind of think about things differently and do get seeds, different seeds planted in their head about different ways of thinking about these things. I think it's important, but also a part of my personality is like, no, this is fucking right and true and good. Why do Mm -hmm. I, why should I run from this? I should Mm -hmm. like, like, I'll, I'll, you know, I want to be loud and proud sort of, you know, Mm -hmm. like I want to be out there and say, I will stake my reputation and, you know, kind of everything I am that this is a just cause. And Mm -hmm. what am I saying about myself and the world and everything? If I just withdraw from that, because I'm scared of the repercussions, you know, and, Mm -hmm. So it wax, I wax and wane, of course, I think like everybody, but, and the, then the other thing is like, if enough of us are out there, it's, it's, it's really, I think like any sort of oppressive measures to, to quell it become not only less practical, but a, a lot higher political hurdles. Like if there's tens mm-hmm. of millions of people that are like publicly out there as Bitcoiners, yes, like I'm sure there's circumstances we could drum up where it's still possible for fill in the blank oppressive government to do something about it. But like, the more people are open about it, the more it's ingrained, the more it's normalized and the more uh, difficult I think it is for like overt uh, action against it. Mm-hmm. So all of mm-hmm. these kind of float through my head from time to time. And, you know, maybe, maybe we all come to a point where we decide to withdraw to a certain degree or change our, our ways. But I think the biggest part of me is like, no, this is right. So, you know, come what may, I think, we have to do what feels right for each of us. That's why I thought the MicroStrategy uh, news um, 
last month was particularly bullish. I mean, obviously, uh, one's mind uh, gets drawn towards uh, sort of price appreciation through these sort of uh, events. But the but the thing that I was most feeling most bullish about was that here is a company putting Bitcoin on the balance sheet. Mm. That will lead to other companies like Paul Tudor Jones. That will lead to other companies or other macro hedge fund guys doing the same. The more of these sort of influential figures start doing that, while us plebs are banging the drum in every way we can, while us plebs and um, and everyone taking out each slave note that they can from their bank account so they don't have that to fractionally reserve the hell out of you know um all of those things combined means that it's the sort of government attack vector or the ban um, seems to me at least to to, to um have a lot less um edge mm. i think you need the both of us though don't you i mean you need the kind of clear net bitcoiners and the tour bitcoiners Mm-hmm. Um, the ones in, in tour with, uh, you know, the kind of Guy Fawkes masks on can just be that little bit more extreme, that little bit more kind of toxic. Totally. Um, and that is helpful. That's like the sort of T-cell or um, the very virulent immune response, um, which maybe if you were an open uh, kind of Bitcoiner, you'd have to be a little bit more sensitive, a bit more careful about how you present those arguments. Yeah, I totally agree with that. But I guess the reason why I asked the question at the you know a few minutes ago is because I'm sure we're all highly convicted about this. But you know the reality is the future is uncertain, and anything can can fail. And rarely do things work out exactly as you you see them working out. And I was just wondering, you know, because and I'm in this, a similar boat, though, in a different way. But when you commit so much of your time and energy and passion and hope to something, do you ever get concerned or do people in your life get concerned that what if you're wrong? You know, what are the repercussions of that? Now, and I'll just say, you know, I'll, I'll answer first on this one. I think if if your intention is in the right place, then, you know, I'm okay with being wrong if I was striving for the right reasons uh but i'd love to hear your guys take on like the whole you know doubt around devoting so much of your time and energy and creative juices to something where you know you you may be wrong it's not a waste of time it's not ever going to be a waste of time i think you get such a lot out of it in terms of learning about the world the systems of our society uh, about yourself um, I, I just think there's too much that you get out of this for, for it ever to be considered a waste of time. And I'm prepared to take that risk, like wholeheartedly, um, live or die by it. Nice. I just think yeah. that yeah. with, with uh, just Bitcoin such a, such a big deal, and in my eyes, and probably all of our eyes, for the positive, um, you know, it's just believing in it and sharing memes, you know, spreading the message. It's all just worth it because, you know, it's it's such a big deal. It's it's so revolutionary. It's pin I, I think it's it's a pinnacle moment in our civilization 
like as mm. as humans this is such a big big moment a really big moment and you know that's it no one you know it can't be shut down so it's not going to go away um and i just can't you know i can't believe that it's not going to work out <laughs> it's just so hard for me I, I you know i listen to so many arguments and i read peter schiff's tweets <laughs> and <laughs> but no i just can't i can't see it but that's you know just got such a level of conviction in it and it all just has to come out in my memes um <laughs> and that's it yeah i just i don't don't really I've, I've spent time thinking about that it might not work out but not it, you know every every time i think about it it just it comes back to the bitcoin standard is going to come sooner or later i'm going to sound like an arrogant prick um <laughs> and probably that's partly true um, but uh, <laughs> I, I i i haven't made the habit of being wrong in my life um, <laughs> you arrogant prick <laughs> i think the people around me uh, although they might not want to hear me um sort of wax lyrical about bitcoin all the time they have seen me throughout my adult life make some very good decisions um, some of them they thought i was insane for making uh, because in their eyes they involved a lot of risk but um I have, apart from sort of February 18, when I had a bit of a wobble and thought, oh fuck, what is this now? Because all of a sudden your net worth has plummeted by a serious percentage. I haven't really ever considered that we might be wrong. Um, and that's not to say that I haven't absolutely stress tested it in any way that i that i could um there is um a neighbor i say he lives at least two miles away um whose son-in-law is a, a senior risk assessor for one of the major banks in london for the past four summers every time he's come out i've been bending his ear with bitcoin just wanting him to tear me a new one like wanting me or wanting to show for him to show me where i'm wrong what i'm missing he's a bitcoiner now <laughs> cool, cool cool you know he's as risk averse as they come mm. he's belt and braces kind of guy yeah and so it depends on what you see bitcoin success being you know is it possible that we're not going to have Bitcoin as a reserve currency, as a reserve asset for, you know, global reserve asset? Yes, that is possible. I think it's unlikely, um, particularly in a, in a world with so much political turmoil, seems sensical, uh, sensible and, and that you would have a neutral reserve asset. Um, but Bitcoin is already a success as I see it. It's already yep. a parallel system that you can you so that allows you to opt out of um, the current one. And so in that way, I don't, you know, I, I, I 
I feel like we're on a, I feel like we're on a very, very good course already. Mm. And so one point is, uh, what else is there? Like that is as huge as this out there that's going to satisfy our intellect. Um, I can't really find it. There's mm. nothing else that really compares to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I have <laughs> no kind of faith in any deity or anything. Um, perhaps if I did, you know, I might have that as an option, but, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, although, although there are, there are kind of Bitcoiners who have a strong faith in God. Um, I'd, I'd be interested to learn more about all that, mm. but I definitely can't find anything that I'm, I'm prepared to invest my time in as much as this. Yeah. You know, I, I asked the question, like, do you ever doubt, you know, your conviction or, you know, the, the viability of this, but it's, you know, as with so many things in Bitcoin, it's so funny because like, let's say in a moment of weakness, you, you, you're in that area where you're like, is this real? Like, is this, will this succeed? Blah, blah, blah. And then the other side of that coin is, can you even allow yourself uh, to appreciate what this actually means if it is real and it does succeed? Like, Mm -hmm. like, it's mm. they're total opposite ends of the spectrum, but like, and, and that's what makes it maybe that's what makes the dynamic so interesting. But if it is successful and we're right about what this is, RD, as you were saying, like it's almost you know, it's really difficult to appreciate in its fullness what this actually means, and uh, it's almost like you can't overdo it, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, we're all so enthusiastic, whether we're you know, trying to you know, red pill uh, noobs or pre-coiners or whatever, but like no amount of enthusiasm is, uh, is uh, sufficient if this mm-hmm. is, if this is really the real deal, you know, and it's yeah. the dichotomy mm-hmm. between the two that mm-hmm. just pulls you and pulls you apart sometimes. Not me personally, cause I'm more on the side of, you know, the, uh, the trying to appreciate what it is and, and will be, but, uh, you know, nevertheless like i think those dynamics play out in a lot of people's minds just from a point of view of trying to be pragmatic about things right about an uncertain future well imagine imagine being um sort of like i think even the most bullish internet person in the early 90s wouldn't have predicted uh voip let alone money over the internet or do, do you know what I mean? The use mm. cases that they were seeing, we've passed long ago. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is, it is, it is, it is impossible to 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 um, to kind of almost overestimate the potential. Yeah. And and I and I come from an industry that I've luckily left, but one that was you know the music industry, which was um, completely disrupted by by by, by P2P technology. I've seen this yeah. happen already um, on, a, on a much, much smaller scale. But I mean, mm. they were like governments are now and whatever. They were too slow to move. And by the time they finally move, yes, they can claw back some kind of business. Um, but, but really, it's, you know, there's, there's not much they can do to, to stop, stop what's coming. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So thank you. Uh, you brought up religion and it's, it's a interesting uh, thing that pops up in the space. You know, there's, I think this is actually somewhat not polarizing is the wrong word, but people have pretty strong views on, on both sides of this. You know, some take the very 
objective, uh, you know, rational view that this is just a technological system. It serves a purpose. That's it. Don't overdo it. And then there's other people that uh, maybe see greater uh, implications or greater meaning in it. And uh, not, of course, denying that it's a technological and, and social system, but, you know, again, extrapolating or interpreting the implications of what it can do or what it can facilitate and coming to a lot of kind of religious connotations in those lines of thinking. Uh, we're, and, you know, and, and religion and art is another thing that's some, you know, mm. bundled up sometimes together. I mean, we could get real deep and say, well, like, well, what's the source of creativity? Where does that come mm. from? How do these, these thoughts and ideas coalesce and what drives you to express them? You know, what, where does that shit come from as it were? But uh, what are your thoughts on that relationship between Bitcoin, religion, and or art, if you want to throw that in the, in the, in the mix too? Yeah. And so every time I sort of make that uh, kind of correlation, I regret it afterwards uh, or I get told by other people that I should be regretting it, but then I keep doing it over and over again. I can't seem to fucking stop myself. Um, um, so it's just, I guess, and in terms of art, I think it's just this intuitive sort of aspect of, um, and so like, and Badders was talking about earlier, I, I think that these artists are on the vanguard of the thought of the cultural edge and so they're just expressing the beginnings of ideas, and 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 there's an and so there's a and so there's a kind of intuition that comes there, and you don't really know where that comes from, but that is a creative sort of drive, um, which I, I guess is what this twenty oneism thing is trying to capture, and to sort of focus and to present a bit more widely, um, and to promote. Um, yeah, um, yeah. So I always I should never bring religion into it, but I always do. <laughs> Anybody else want to chime in on that one? My uh, my mother's actually a, a Christian priest. You call her a priest. We call her a vicar. Um, and obviously, she probably has to listen to more about Bitcoin than most other people that know me. Um, but she, she's, she's in, she's on board. She's, she's got a little bit now. Um, and I don't really know how sort of her deep thoughts on it. She's, she, I think generally she likes the idea. She sees the problems with money, you know, as we have it at the moment. And I think she, she does see that Bitcoin is is a better form of money. And um, like I've talked with her about it and said that it's it's a more peaceful form of money as well. So, you know, in, in that it's much harder to steal. So that will disin, disent, uh, disincentivize, um, you know, wars and the theft of other countries' wealth. Um, and you know, I think she she recognises that and I don't think she can translate it into um, Christianity, you know, very, very easily. But she's certainly not against the idea and I think she sees the, the benefits of it. Um, and we talk about it a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it's it's interesting. You should record some of those conversations. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd love to hear them. She's pretty open-minded. 
just just like me really right. so uh, yeah batters anything yeah the way that i see it i, I mean it, i think it's a it's a really complex question and I, <clears throat> I don't think that there is a right answer but and i'm and i'm just sort of jamming here but the human species has evolved sort of cognitively uh, based a lot of its early developments on this sort of innate socially cognitive architecture um, that through which we sort of interpreted the world around us right and um, that also kind of ended up bringing with it I think a sort of a, um, a religious impulse that was intrinsic to to, to humans um, to to make sense of the world around them, mm-hmm. um, and I, I I think it's a, religion is about connection. Uh, religion, I think, is from Italian religare, um, uh, which means reconnection, and I think this is a human need that's there um so yeah i i it seems to me that it's something that is sort of innate in humans this this need to make sense of the world around them and to reconnect with the world around them including people mm-hmm. And that is something that through postmodernism, uh, whatever, has, has, has left a hole in, in, in people and in society. Uh, I think this is, I'm, I'm no great advocate for, for religion. I am uh, agnostic myself. But it stands to reason, I think, that this is why we're seeing a lot of the sort of diseases of despair mm. in society today. Mm. Um, we have lost, a, we often talk about having lost the tether to money, but I think we have lost the tether to nature, to what makes us human in, in many ways. You know, everything from uh, people not knowing or kids not knowing where X come from or, or, and, and I don't know, I think we've come to see we've come to see the world through science and, 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 and other things as as manageable and and quantifiable. And if if it isn't manageable or quantifiable, it doesn't have value. And so sorry i'm as i say i'm kind of riffing here so oh no i love it so, riff away so so it's it it's yeah it 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 seems to me that that there is a this is also why i think that that we are seeing such a rise in 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 the sort of social justice warriors it's almost become a religion of its own Mm. I know but Jordan Peterson, he talks about this of, uh, and, and probably many other people as well, actually. But, you know, how you can almost uh, put, you can almost draw parallels through, uh, between 
sort of the woke culture and and religion you know from from um, from from sort of white guilt being original sin to other things um, and yeah i don't know i it, it i i just if it is um if it is a religion it's the first religion ever that's empirical uh, empirical or imperial whatever the word is in nature <laughs> I, I think Do you know what i mean there's, yeah. there's one thing that you might be able to say which is that um i don't think that we all have to be the same um i think that kind of bitcoiners could be very multifarious in their nature and their politics and their prejudice and etc 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 but we all agree on the money you know yeah. I mean, it's not a religion in that sense. Like we don't all have to be clones of each other in terms of the thought and the culture. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I think that, well, one, I'm always op like, I don't think any discussion of an idea should be off the table. So, you know, to those people that just dismiss it, I'm, I'm like, no, let's, I mean, let's fucking jam about it. Like, let's riff mm -hmm. like batters were just saying, and, and let's see if there's any useful thoughts here. But uh, I, I agree with that. And I think what it's going to do perhaps more than anything is cause us to maybe redefine or recontextualize what religion even is, you know? And, mm. um, you know, Batters, you were talking about uh, connection, you know, and, mm. uh, you know, obviously a distributed network. I mean, there's few metaphors better for, or even instantiations of connection. I mean, you're literally, you know, connecting uh, electronically, you know, disparate people all over the place and mm -hmm. you're, you're providing a platform for them to communicate within certain parameters. And, uh, you know, one of the concepts of religion that, as far as I know, kind of extends throughout all of them is this idea of unity, kind of at the core mm -hmm. of things, a unity, a oneness. And, mm -hmm. you know, so a connection, connectivity is a very much related concept to that. So there is mm -hmm. like a, a line of thinking where you may say, okay, I see why that might engender certain religious conno uh, connotations in some cases. And, you know, another thing you were mentioning is kind of our social evolution you brought up peterson and, and he he certainly made the case and he's always somewhat ambiguous about his like he he's he people try to nail down what his religious beliefs are and he he's, he yeah, he avoids that he avoids he ducks and dives and, and gets out of it a lot of time but you know one of the things he says is that you know over the millions of years of human evolution obviously part of that evolution would have been what we picked up from the social cues of interacting with one another. And we would have, um, you know, we would have kind of distilled from all those interactions over the generations, what represents good kind of most beneficial behavior for both, you know, the, the, the synthesis of what benefits us the most and the people that we're interacting with, like what is the maximum of the two and what is like kind of the worst, right? And these, these were codified in, in probably pre-religious times and then religious times. Anyways, that's his theory. And um, I'm, I'm sure I obviously brief, <laughs> I'm sure I butchered it a little bit, but you know, that's more or less the point. And you know, again, back to Bitcoin, these are a set of rules on this network that we're, we, we voluntarily engage in. Um, and it seems to be that you know, even though they're, they're restrictive parameters, they're, you know, so it's both a system of restriction uh, and permission that if we engage in this system, then there's, you know, in this way, there's certain benefits to be derived between us that also benefit the whole and, and vice versa. And so mm -hmm. there again is like kind of like, well, you could, you could draw a string from that to, to religious uh, connotations. And the other thing about kind of redefining religion is 
you know, I have a suspicion that if you're in front of, let's say, a devout Catholic in the grocery store and they drop the $100 bill that they were just about to pay with and you pick it up and you say, I found it on the floor. It's mine now looking right at their face. Then they're probably, you know, maybe they fight you. Maybe they yell at you. Maybe they call the police, whatever. And, and maybe this is a bad example, but I'm kind of saying like, I think money is actually most people's religions. I know it's nice mm-hmm. to think that you believe in a higher power that, uh, you know, that gives you a comfort about your existence and maybe uh, espouses certain ideals that allow you to think that you're a good person or that you will go to a good place after you die or that allows you to virtue signal either to yourself or to the exterior world. But I think that for most people, the vast majority of people, money, that ultimate optionality, it's almost a form of magic. It's something that you can turn into any other thing that exists. That is most people's religion. That is the the thing that most compels their behavior. And that's another question about defining religion. Should religion be defined as that which most compels? I mean, that's an interesting question. Mm. Like what drives our behavior? Mm. And so, uh, so all, you know, and so I think for all those reasons, and I'm not saying any of the stuff I just said is like absolute proof that Bitcoin should be part of redefining religion. But I think it's a really, really interesting conversation to have. And I think the kind of strict, um, you know, for lack of a better term, strict like scientists or, or um, uh, you know, thinkers, technologists or people that only think it fits in one realm, I think at least they should be receptive to, uh, you know, allowing those conversations or, or even wanting those conversations to take place because this is all brand new territory for all of us. You know, we're, yeah. we're entering yeah. into this thing and, uh, it's almost like a lot of the stuff that came before doesn't apply anymore. And there's, we're going to be determining a lot of new things, socially, culturally, artistically, creatively, et cetera, et cetera, economically. And uh, we should, we should be more than happy to just let them all come together. And finally, to your point about the social justice stuff, unfortunately that, and, and ironically, and, I'm, and I know this comes as no surprise to you guys or anyone listening, as as you know, as uh, much as they like to espouse ideas like inclusivity, nobody shuts down, you know, opposing forms of thought more than those people in that category these days. And um, you know, I I guess we'll bring it up. I, w- I wasn't planning on it, but a recent <laughs> example emerged in Bitcoin, where it seems as though. Um, you know, into Bitcoin Core. And yes, it's an insignificant change in the grand scheme of things and it doesn't affect anything anywhere. But I think a lot of people were upset about a change that was made that seemed to be made for ideologically motivated reasons, not pragmatic reasons of improving, uh, you know, the the technology that underpins Bitcoin, the, 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 the network, let's say. Um, and... Uh, and that was a bit weird for a lot of people. And um, that, and then the out, you know, the kind of fallout from that was a, a fracturing and people saying like, you know, you're toxic, I don't wanna hear from you. And it's really too bad that these sorts of people exist in the space and these sorts of people. And um, I didn't, you know, I was it's something fairly disheartened to see that because like whatever, any kind of view you hold politically, religiously, whatever, at the end of the day, I don't care at all. But I want to make sure that you and I are willing to test any of those ideas or assumptions or ideologies and put them to the fire 
and see which ones hold and also have the, the maturity to know when it should be applied and when it shouldn't be applied, like to what things it should accommodate it and what things shouldn't accommodate it. And, mm. um, you know, I, so that was, that was actually kind of a, a weird thing to emerge recently. And mm. I know I said a lot just then what, what, any, uh, any input from you guys? <laughs> And so I don't know all that much about it, but I know that the system needs to be purely kind of meritocratic, right? And I know that 21ism, every 21 days, as, lo um, as well as kind of featuring an artist, we're going to be featuring a, a Bitcoin developer. Um, and we're going to be uh, trying to channel uh, some donations their way through our site. We'll be talking about their backstory, the projects they're involved with, their content, their productivity, and just interesting random shit about them. But it's all about trying to kind of champion these people because if we need to, we need to make these Bitcoin core developers. We need we need to sing their praises. We need to make sure that they know that they're appreciated. We need mm -hmm. to support them. I agree with that, but I think we also need to hold their feet to the same fire that we hold everyone else's to. Um, yeah. because, you know, even you could, of course you could objectively say their contribution is more important, but unfortunately I just don't, I fundamentally don't agree that that means they should be treated any differently. And, uh, you know, so they, if they shouldn't be, you know, the toxicity quote unquote, or the aggressiveness or whatever the discourse entails, uh, should fall on them the same as it falls on everybody else. And I don't think they should, uh, expect otherwise either but the recent examples might suggest that you know that that's not necessarily the case well i i i think that's true um, i mean bitcoin has sort of knit us together as a social fabric in its own right and but but, but that is i was saying earlier that if it's religion it's it's the first religion that's imperial in nature i mean that's what that's the, the sort of social consensus rules, isn't it, almost? That, that this is, we're based on math, we're based on truth, um, and, and, and there shouldn't be room for, 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 for feels in that way, mm -hmm. uh, and sort of political correctness and, 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 and walking on eggshells and stuff. So I, I see why it has uh, arisen. But, but, but to go back to the religious thing, whether it's, I, I think there's the word religion is, is, is so heavily weighted. Uh, everyone has their own sort of um, context, um, but but I suppose I would rather see it as a sort of spirituality shorn of irrational beliefs, perhaps. Um, Go on. Yeah, just <laughs> I, I'm 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 not sure my um my my I think can go any further than that right right now. <laughs> but but just sort of like uh, maybe maybe spirituality is a is a bit of a coward's word for religion. I don't know, but 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 we do. I think most people pride themselves of the search, you know, being part of the search for truth. Yeah, and if we are if, if if we are on this sort of um ambitious quest for truth then 
sort of gendered language is it doesn't really fit in there as well as a bunch of other sort of yeah culturally appropriate things now to say mm -hmm. i agree yeah sorry <laughs> where do we go from there i don't know <laughs> What, what would Satoshi think? What would Satoshi think? That's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a trip in itself. I mean, if that individual is still alive, I mean, just imagine to see this, you know, what, what this phenomenon has emerged, you know, if, if you were the one that pressed the start button on it all. I mean, like, because I wonder, is like, would he see it or they or whoever, would they see it and be like, I, yeah, this makes sense to me. This is what I thought was going to happen. Or is it just totally, you know, outside of the realm of, of what they expected? And obviously his early emails and correspondences give clues to how he was uh, thinking about this stuff. But who knows? We, may, we probably will never know. Peter McCormack is Satoshi. <laughs> <laughs> That's the latest one I heard. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Man, ops, talk about OPSEC. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. What's next, Bob? Hal will always be Hal will always be Satoshi in my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's um yeah. Well, gents, uh, we're coming to the end here now, but I don't know if there's things that uh, you wanted to touch on that you guys are working on, upcoming projects that uh, I either am not aware of or have slipped my mind. But is there anything you guys wanted to to touch on before we shut it down? Launch date, we haven't actually pinned it down yet for 21ism.com. And so the site is under construction at the moment. Uh, and so right now it's just a sales platform for the graphic uh, 21ism story that we talked about. But over the next week to 10 days, hopefully, batters, what do you think? Yeah, I think that sounds about right. We're just really focusing on getting, getting absolutely, like getting it absolutely right yeah and, and can, can, can you articulate again to the extent that you you want to give away stuff uh like the struck like what the out the finished product is going to be like when you when when you, not just with the website but this piece that uh that i contributed to and that you know you discussed a little bit already like when is that coming out and what should people be expecting from that because it sounds bad as from what you sent to me uh it sounds really really interesting and cool uh, so maybe maybe elaborate a little bit on that. Well, as I said, it's a, it's a sort of um, it's a well we call it the creative carousel because we're basically going around for a new for a new sort of spin um, every every twenty one days, right. and we will be celebrating all the different sort of creative uh, people, whether that be artists, designers, writers, musicians meme artists, writers, developers, videographers. Um, and as part of that, um, we for, for each individual feature, we try to celebrate them in, in, in different ways and try to get oh, okay. to know them a bit better. And okay. as part of that, there will be a interview. Um, you did one with our featured writer, are everyone's friend Gigi um, just the other day. And so that interview will be featuring on his feature page, 
but will then be sort of um, collated, if that's the right word, um, with all the other interviews into a podcast um, that will be sort of woven together with various bits of original music, uh, maybe some quotes, um, audio scapes of, of, of various sorts. That is going to be a sick ass podcast. I can't wait to listen to that. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> should we reveal who 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 we're featuring this uh, this first block, guys? Or? Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> that, that was a very dramatic silence there. <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't you Why don't you go ahead? One of you guys. The suspense is killing me, somebody. Go on, Tophan. <laughs> and so the artist is Cypherpunk now. Oh. Yeah. Nice, nice, He's nice. Badass, badass, badass. And we'll the have designer. a bunch of his different work sort of uh, off, for sale, you know, uh, off for sale. And uh, and as we said earlier, 100% of all sales go to the uh, creator. We have, we're very bad business people. But you know, uh, this is what Bitcoin does to you. All of a sudden, the the we don't have the fear of twenty percent inflation over over twenty over ten years. You know, we don't have to be sharp elbows try to make money. We're just we're just um, we're going with the uh, with with the um, with the spirit of Bitcoin. I love it. Who else we got? And we got uh, twenty one is enough. Um, who I think is quite slept on actually as the designer. He has um, developed a really incredible lightning network um, ATM, um, which will also be for sale on his page. Holy shit. Um, then we have um, a band called Time Machine, who is I Am The Characters um, oh. hip hop group. <laughs> Uh, obviously well known for his uh, BLM yeah. um, speech at the rally. Um, really incredible album. I've, I've been banging that out in the in the valley here to the uh, joy of uh, all the wildlife around. <laughs> um, and yeah, you go, self-thanked. The videographer Richard James, who did the Hard Money video. Mm-hmm. Um, and a bit about his uh, his his previous kind of back sort of catalogue as well. Um, that, 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 that. And so he's a really phenomenal artist that we're proud to present. Uh, the developer is Rootsol, uh, the Raspberry Blitz uh, kind of core developer, um, uh, a system that I use and love and rely on and can put funds in. <laughs> um, who else have we got, guys? Then we have um, um, then we have Sven Fury as the meme artist this this time around. Another just I mean another Bitcoiner with an incredible life story. Yeah, um, yeah. and a super nice guy. Gonna be talking to Sven soon. I can't wait. Yeah, man, he's a, he's awesome. a dude. Um, and then we have, as we mentioned, um, Gigi, who has written a uh, bespoke piece. Uh, which is really really good he he sent it to me before our discussion and uh he's a great writer but i i had 
like I said at the beginning of our chat, I had goosebumps on my skin and water filled eyes when I finished it. And we rolled <laughs> right into our chat after as soon as I finished. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's also an absolute dude. Yeah. Um, so, you know, all of the, all of the people that we're featuring are just, I mean, incredible Bitcoiners, incredible creative talents and, and just really interesting people. And that, although some of them are well-known in the space, people just deserve to know a lot more about, or yeah, everyone deserves uh, for them to be more known. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Couldn't agree more. And uh, I think this is a amazing project that you guys have uh, taken upon yourselves to put together. Really looking forward to, to checking it out. And I'm just, uh, you know, bullish on Bitcoiners, as we say often, I'm, I'm super stoked that, guys like you exist and that you're doing this kind of work and that uh, you're feeling that same mojo that so many of us are feeling. And uh, just thank you for your work guys. And thank you for the time tonight. Thank you. Thank you for everything you do. John. Thanks John. Thank you. Uh, thanks. All so right, guys. Take care. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Let's <laughs> go.